on a show that talks about time traveling Bigfoot and alien sex cults. This is serious journalism, people. Serious. <laughs> this time, this like, time we mean it. If you think that there are not birds that are not <laughs> real, you're a moron. I do have a superstition that Satan and his minions yes. interrupt mm. technological yes. connections when conversations are getting yes. particularly interesting or, or important. At this point, I'm not throwing these weirdos out because maybe they're telling the truth. Why does everything have to be a hidden conspiracy where the <laughs> motives aren't really clear? where you can't tell what someone's intentions are from their words. Why, Abby, why? I, I feel like you're just not answering the question. It, there is a pattern here that is definitive, and mm-hmm. this leads us to the CEO's response, yes. which is not the way that you want to play being accused of in a conspiracy theory. Glowing metal things that are moving in impossible speeds and impossible directions, defying laws of physics, showing up over battlefields, showing up over important historical events for all of history. This is Chekhov's gun, you guys. It's the gun that's been sitting on the mantelpiece since Act 1. It's Act 3 now. I'm waiting for it to go off. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conspiracy Pilled Season 3, Episode 10, Taking Benadryl to See the Hat Man. I'm your host, PJ Williams. With me, as always, is Abby Libby. How are you doing, Abby? Hi, good. How are you? I am doing good. I'm very excited to be talking about this. This uh, this subject was brought to us from uh, Paul Stobbs, who we had on last week. He told us about a guy named Cryptid Candy, who's been, uh, for lack of better words, and he'll tell us a story, kind of infiltrating the online dark deep web, I don't know, cults of people taking Benadryl to see the hat man. So we have Cryptid Candy with us live. You can't see him, but he's here. How you doing, Cryptid Candy? Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. <laughs> PJ made it himself. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we I'm know. excited to <laughs> I'm excited to hear about this man because uh it's it's another one. We had we just did last week we did the Nephilim look like clowns. And that was one where I was like I thought it was a joke at first until I listened to what Paul Stobbs was saying. And it was very interesting stuff. And a lot of people liked it. He's become kind of a part of our discord community and a, and a friend, I think. And uh, then he told me about your stuff and we're just kind of getting to this deeper rabbit hole. I find it funny that we're getting into what I think is going to be the creepiest episode of the year, the day after Halloween. PJ, <laughs> just kind of turned out that way. Chat saying they cannot hear cryptid candy. They can hear us. Okay. You think that would help or no? Hang on. We're, we're Let me try that. I think I might have fixed it. So I apologize. Talk. I just introduced Cryptid Candy. <laughs> Nobody could hear. Cryptid, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself again. I think I figured out the problem. Okay. I hope you guys can hear me this time. I said, uh, I, I can't repeat the jokes, but, you know, the intro was epic. <laughs> and I love, you know, thanks for we're, <laughs> we're just gonna look like a bunch of crazy people who are talking to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, it it's is like, the creepiest don't worry, episode. Don't worry, it, it, cryptid candy's in the okay, room good. with us right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, they they they're here. They're hearing it. I realize it was my fault, guys. I made a mistake. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's always so, PJ's fault. It's you literally. Made, you, it's literally. You made me waste my charm. I was so charming in the intro, and now I'm gonna suck. <laughs> yep, yep. You don't get a second chance so at true. a first impression. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. 
<laughs> all right. Well, first of all, before we get into to your theory, uh, I want to say uh, shout out to all the people who came over and support us on Locals. We have a random crusader, biology madman, and little M11 with a one-time support of three months. So thank you guys for that. We also have Fiddly Dido and Spence R with monthly, who've become monthly supporters over on Locals, and Answered Seder and C Batog, who are now <laughs> yearly supporters. On I'm sorry, I'm going to screw your guys' names up if they're. C-B-A-T-O-G. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to get PJ, not specifically your that. No, she's laughing at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys want to support the show, if you want to get bonus unhinged content on our locals channel, you can come over to conspiracypill.locals.com. You can download the locals app on your iPhone or Android. Uh, a lot of good stuff over there. There's a whole other show that you guys are missing that's every Thursday. It's live now. We can stream live on locals as well as Rockfin. Um, and uh, yeah, so Cryptic. <laughs> Let's go. Let's hear about this. So what what is what is this whole theory? How did you get involved in it? I don't even know where to start with this. I'll just let you kind of start okay. where you think the beginning is. Okay. So um, so I've always <clears throat> I just started my YouTube channel uh, exactly one year ago yesterday, actually. Congratulations. Thank you guys. And um, I've always wanted to do an episode on the hat man. And uh, because I saw the hat man when I was a kid, I had like a, a, a you know, moment when I was seven to nine years old, I was, um, um, I used to share a, a bedroom with my parents and they would like watch TV and I would go to sleep, you know, hmm. they'd watch TV in the living room. So I'd be alone in the room. And there was a, there was a day where I thought my dad was next to me and I was, uh, I, you know, it was, I saw, a, a hat and a trench coat and I started reaching out to him. And I think he was my dad for some reason. And it wasn't my dad, obviously. And then I was calling out like dad, dad, and my dad runs in and and he was, and that's how I knew it was just a weird moment. But I, I was never scared of that moment. I always thought that was just a strange, even funny memory. Like I always thought, like that's mm. funny. Like I just imagined a silhouette with a trench coat and a, and a top hat. That's like a funny thing, you know. Later on, I found out that people see this thing called the Hat Man, and I was like, whoa, that's exactly what I saw. Trench coat, hat. That's strange. I didn't know anything. Of, I was like seven, nine years old. So like, you know, I'm not gonna know anything. Yeah. But, this is what always gets me about the Hat Man mm-hmm. thing. We talked with uh, Vicky Joy Anderson a few months ago. And with sleep paralysis, it, it's like people aren't looking into this. They're not like on part of the internet lore and culture and things like that and going, oh, I've heard of the hat man. Therefore, I'm seeing him in my dreams. People are fine seeing the hat man and then Googling like wh- who is this trench coat wearing hat figure? Like, why am I dreaming about it? And they're finding out that it's a shared thing that like everybody's seeing in all kinds of cultures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I didn't know. I didn't have any idea about the hat man as a kid. But um, when I did find out that it was a thing, I was like, I got to do a video on this. So um, so when I started my YouTube channel, did a couple of videos, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to do the hat man. Once I started looking into the hat man, I noticed that there was there was a sort of like, if you go to Google and just type in hat man, you're going to get kind of traditional research. You're going to get traditional like, oh, the hat man's a shadow entity. The hat man is, might, you see, might see him with red eyes. Like you, you're, you're going to get info like that. But I always turn to Reddit because I just feel like it's more... I don't know, involved or uh, it's more real somehow. Mm-hmm. I go to Reddit and I start researching the hat man. As soon as I go to Reddit for research, everyone's talking about Benadryl, the hat man, Benadryl, the hat man, Benadryl, the hat man. I'm like, okay. So that's what led me to start looking into that. I go to YouTube. There's not videos on this. And I'm like, okay, how strange on Reddit. Everyone's talking about take Benadryl to see the hat man. I go to YouTube. There's nothing. I'm like, that's that. So that's why I made my first video um, in that way. Uh, because of, of that. But to put it simply, people take Benadryl to see the hat man. It, it's a thing. For some reason, when you take large amounts of Benadryl, 
people just see the hat man. Not everyone, of course, not everyone, you know, everyone has different reactions to Benadryl and different experiences, but generally it's a thing, you know, people take large amounts and they see the hat man. This is so strange because we've talked about like LSD clockwork elves and we've talked about, uh, you know, psilocybin and mushrooms and all this stuff, but I've just never, until I saw your videos, I'd never even heard of this community, this part of Reddit that's taking Benadryl specifically for this reason. Like I said, you hear about ayahuasca. We actually just got back from a conference where I think we're the only two people who didn't don't have a personal ayahuasca shaman. And everybody mm-hmm. was telling us about their ayahuasca shamans and their ayahuasca churches and, and uh, you know, like why they take it is to, to meet and see specific entities. But Benadryl is just one I'd never heard before. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it, and there's a whole community around it. Um, there's spiritual beliefs around it and cause you're, you're likely to see shadow people when taking Benadryl and that, that's a thing. Um, so that's what I cover on my channel. I cover stuff like that. Um, you know, Benadryl Hatman and right now I'm working on a new video that's going to be kind of in the same realm, but different. Gotcha. What's the new video about? So the new videos on DXM and this is uh, one that people have been asking me about ever since I dropped the Benadryl one. There seems to be a bigger audience for this, so I'm kind of like, okay, let's 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 do that. And it's not as I, I do want to say it's not as dark as Benadryl um, mm-hmm. in terms of what you're the, what people experience and what they see, but but there is a story there. Yeah. All right, hold on. Once I'm gonna switch over to the scene. I gotta add you to it so we don't lose your voice really quick. Okay. So uh, there we go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so what, what is it that about the Benadryl that makes it so dark? Because you in your channel have talked about, again, these, these communities, these discords, uh, that you kind of infiltrated, I guess, uh, it seems like a, like a extremely depressing version of meeting these entities. Whereas like in other, in other versions, it's like you hear about good trips, you hear about bad trips, you hear about things that are either scarier or, or as the people who are pr- pushing this thing, like, uh, like Joe Rogan are saying, this is a wonderful experience. I got to meet this machine work elf and it was great and enlightening. And I, I got to see the face of God and things like that. And with Benadryl, it's just like this really uh, depressing community of like dark humor and, and kind of, I, I don't know, go ahead and explain it. But like, what is it about this that makes it so different than the other ones? Yeah. So diphenhydramine is a delirium and it's like, that's in the same class as, as Datura. And, um, Detura trips can be kind of dark. There's similarities in the hallucinations, but with diphenhydramine, it's, I would kind of say it's, I always say it's kind of like the horror genre of drugs and mm-hmm. people do take it for that Halloween effect. You know, they take it because they want to see shadow people. They want to see creepy stuff. That's why you take that. You don't take it because it's, you know, LSD and I realize love is all, you know, this is uh, totally the opposite, um, which is interesting that there's even a, drug that kind of has that genre with it you know it's very very strange to have a genre ingrained in a drug like that but um yeah there mm -hmm. oh i was gonna say really quick you mentioned detura um have you done research into that and what does that come up for with you because that just keeps coming up in uh, my research in the last two weeks specifically uh we just did an episode about real life zombies over on 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 our unhinged uh on our, our locals channel on rockfin and that is basically what they're giving to mind control zombies in Haiti for a long time is detour mm-hmm. powders. Right. Um, I know a little bit about it. I just want to mention, I see a comment where somebody said, you should stop taking it because it might cause dementia later and, and Alzheimer's later in life. That's absolutely true. I don't even, don't even take it 
um, normally. Um, there's new studies that show that even with normal use, like if you're taking just a recommended amount, it can cause it can increase your um, your likeliness for dementia. Um, so that is true. But anyway, Datura, yeah, it's a it's a delirium, and people do. So here's an interesting hallucination that people see both on Datura and uh, Benadryl. So people tend to see fan or experience phantom cigarettes. Have you guys heard of phantom cigarettes? No. I have not. I saw it in a description for one of your videos that I didn't have time to watch yet. Um, okay. So I have no idea what it is. Yeah. So Phantom Cigarettes is um, a guy. I was watching a Detura video where some guy was explaining his his experience and it's very similar to DPH, but he just randomly starts sparking up a cigarette. It's like the best cigarette he's ever had. He's talking about how it's so vivid. He can, it, he just can taste every bit of that tobacco. And after a while he starts thinking to himself, like I never bought cigarettes today. And then as soon as he has that thought, it just vanishes. And he realized he never was smoking a cigarette. But he was, they, they speak about how you can experience every bit of the flavors. It's real in your hands. You could see it when you look down. It, 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 so that is a, a common hallucination, not only in Datura, but in, with Benadryl as well. Strange. That is really strange. Yeah. It's- that's super weird because again, like going back to the Haiti stuff, right? Is we we've been in the last two weeks, we it just keeps coming up, right? So we talked about. Um, it, it makes me wonder if this is something to do with like spirit possession because we talked with uh, Paul Stobbs about, and I'm trying to remember what's the what's the voodoo uh, thing that people give tobacco to to appease it. Oh, I don't know. Oh my gosh, Sorry. it's um. I can't remember the name of it, but Paul Stobbs talked about it and how people mm-hmm. in, in Haiti will dress up like this this spirit. It's going to drive me nuts that I can't think of it. Here, I'll Google it. Um, uh, yeah, please Google it for me. People I'm the dress same up, way. People will dress up like, like this thing. He's like got the top hat and the skull paint on his face. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, people give um, tobacco to it to appease it. And uh, again, you know, this is linked back within voodoo and bakors and zombies and stuff like that and detour powder. So I don't know if I'm like just making random connections that don't make sense, but it's just like the manadog spirits. No, I'll, I'll, uh, it, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll figure it out. So someone in chat will freaking probably figure it out. It doesn't matter. But anyway, that, that, is, that is that is interesting though. That there's a top hat and there's you know that why you know it's strange things mm. like why is there a thing? Why is there a thing with hats? You know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I literally, it was literally last week we were talking about it. All right, so you had this video. This is the first video that I saw of yours, which was uh, called the um, Benadryl kind of iceberg. Is that what you called it? Yeah. Do you want to explain that and kind of like go through the steps of like what that looks like and, and how you got to, uh, again, things like the 700 Club and what those are and, and like all the way down to the people who are not just taking Benadryl for the the weird feeling of it, but like taking it specifically in some type of ritual worship of, of this hat man? Yeah, so um, that video is a breakdown of, you know, normality to straight insane and Obviously, I start at the top just talking about how most of the population just take Benadryl for allergies and then move down. So I kind of take a journalistic approach to these videos. Even with this latest video, I took a journalistic approach. But, you know, I reached out. I reach out to the communities. I reach out to these people that are involved. I don't just try to speculate from the outside. I really try to to make friends with them and ask ask them and and um, and I try to go that route. And I did this with this video where 
you know, a big part of that whole Benadryl world is the 700 Club. 700 Club is, there, there's two ways to think about this. One is like the Mile High Club, right? So you guys know what the Mile High mm-hmm. Club is? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, um, but so, so they kind of use it in the same way with the 700 uh, Club. So if you've taken 700 milligrams of Benadryl or more, Hmm. Uh, you're in the 700 club kind of the same way as saying I'm in the mile high club, you know? Um, but then there is a 700 club discord and that also has an integral, um, aspect to the whole community. And so I reached out to them and, um, that's a dark, dark community there. You know, they have a dark past pedophilia, uh, unaliving, uh, you know, murder attempts, uh, very twisted, dark, people but i got i kind of made friends with them and i i kind of uh asked them for the story and i go into that more in the video obviously but you know um and i didn't even touch on everything they told me because i just i'd be going on forever but um so i got in, into that so the 700 club um and they're by the way i just do want to say they're a different group now they're, they're not as they're not as insane i think i think eh, i think they're they're all a little a little you know they're into their own thing and they like fun, but they're not into the pedophilia. It's no nonsense now. It's not the same thing. Yeah, would you talk about that with the guy who started this? Because you had a whole part of your video where, like, the guy who started this uh, was basically arrested for grooming grooming people through the Discord. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So wow. it started. You know, it started off just as a Skype group, actually, the Seven Hundred Club, um, and he was the first to to make it into a discord the thing about this guy stas constantine is that he's actually kind of a coveted member of the whole dph lore he is because he he has uh he made these things called replications so replications are videos they're like a video style where you can go on youtube and type in dph replication or benadryl replication and they're they're videos that depict what it's like to be high on benadryl and so he was known for these videos. Nobody knew that he was like a pedophile and, you know, all these things. But he was he he actually was known and really respected it in a lot of ways in that community because of those videos. And I, I didn't know, by the way, I knew about him because of those videos. I didn't know that he was part of the 700 Club. I didn't know that he had all this pedophilia attached to him. I didn't I didn't know all of that stuff. But, um, yeah, there's a lot to, to that whole aspect of it. Just that's a whole other topic right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, sorry. The guy's name was what? It was Constantine. Stas Constantine. Stas Constantine. So he starts the Seven Hundred Club. It starts a Skype group. It moves to to a Discord group, and they've been through a few different Discord groups. Am I correct? Like they've been taken yeah. down a certain amount of times, and now it's kind of uh, they kind of branded as like a, a rehab type thing. Or am I wrong on that? Um, yeah, they're a harm reduction. Harm reduction. Uh, so mm-hmm. not exactly rehab, just taking safe overdoses. Of, like I'm trying to understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah they, they, they're just there to reduce the risk. Um, you know, to be honest, uh, I should should I have because I linked the discord and, it, it, you know, it's, it's pretty much a, um, a community of people who chat online, really what it is. Um, if okay. you go on there, they're not really even talking about DPH like that. Um, but I shouldn't really have linked them, but it was really the only way to get the whole story out of them. Sure. You sure. So, mm-hmm. so this, this Stas Constantine guy, he starts the, the discord and then how long does he run it for? 
he runs it for, uh, I believe, three years. And, well, it, it was kind of past – ownership was passed from person to person to person. And most most times it was passed because they would go to jail or something. Like, yeah, something would happen. And the, I know the last time where it kind of mattered, he, uh, he went to jail, gave ownership to a 14-year-old kid, to the whole Discord, and uh, um, the girl who helped me now, she's the owner of it now, mm-hmm. she basically was just a member, and she, she kind of knew everyone, and she had all these kids that would just start reaching out to her and saying, hey, you know, um, I'm getting approached by Sass Constantine. He, pro- he provided a 13-year-old girl PCP. So that girl came to her and said, hey, you know, I got PCP from this guy, and um, all these things. I sent nudes to him or whatever, and and she would show me text messages that these kids would send her about Stas Constantine, and um, uh, yeah. So that's the last time he went to jail. That happened. Someone kind of ratted on him, uh, rightfully so. They told they gave the information to the cops, and because of that, people think he kind of intentionally overdosed because he was going to go to jail for a long time. And so people really think that he intentionally overdosed pretty much. So did he, his overdose death was from Benadryl? It wasn't Benadryl. It was some other, okay. it was some other strange weird drug that, that, that I can't even pronounce type of drug. Gotcha. gotcha. It was like a research drug. Gotcha. So he was arrested for, for the pedophilia stuff and then, and then dies of an overdose. The discord then gets passed to a 14 year old. Girl, is this someone that he was grooming and kind of like gave it to to this person as a as a gift kind of thing, like a lover boy kind of thing, or is it is it not? Is I, that not I, it? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And um, you know, um, uh, just some things. I, I it's because I have a lot of conversations with these guys. I haven't ha- talked to them for a little bit actually, um, because I've been sure. working on other stuff. But but there are some stuff that. I guess I could mention. I just don't know if it's okay to mention because you know that's kind of very private for them. But mm. but it is a twisted community. I will say that. And even now that they're sort of cleaned up, not associated with the old thing, um, I would say you know just just to carry on the name kind of holds a little bit of wickedness in that. You know, but right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to carry on the name and and well, because the name comes from an extreme amount of abuse. What what is the what is the standard dose of Benadryl? Right? Is it like fifty milligrams or what is it? I think it's like twenty five to fifty milligrams or twenty five like to fifty. So seven hundred yeah. is like a, a, a lot, a lot. Yeah. So you know, with delirium, like Datura and Benadryl, you reach a place called delirium. So the reason seven hundred is sort of a significant number is because. Um, 700 milligrams is roughly around where you'll experience delirium if you take Benadryl. Gotcha. So it's kind of a both a play on like making fun of the Christian uh, TV channel. Are you uh-huh. familiar with that one, Abby? The 700 no. Club. Oh, it's uh, like you you you're familiar with the Cryptid Candy, right? Like it's a uh, yeah, it's yeah. like an old person like late yep. night Christian channel, okay. yeah. or like CBN or something like that. Exactly. And that's that's part of the reason they named it that, by the way, is not only because of the delirium, but they thought <clears> it would be, they would, thought it would be funny to make fun of them because they're called the 700 Club. Mm. Right. Right. But in their way, in a, in a lot of ways, it seems like some of the stuff you dive into is that this is more than just uh, 
drug addicts getting together to talk. It seems like it's delving into the religious. It's delving into people who are intentionally trying to go to the shadow realms, intentionally trying to meet the hat man. Was, am, am I right that there was a certain uh, Reddit thread or board that you couldn't get access to? It, w w tell this story, but it was something like oh, yeah. they would only choose you if they knew that you had met the hat man. If the hat man had told them that you had met the hat man, something like that. All right. So here's where this is going to get crazy. And I know you guys are probably going to think I'm crazy, but okay. <laughs> so I was telling them that I had a now deleted video. This video went, was my viral video. This is why I'm here. And this video got 1.4 million views. It was a crazy video, but it was my first video diving into the subject. And it was called Seeing the Hat Man, the Benadryl Challenge. And when I, when I made that video, I still had like less than 70 subscribers. And this was in February when I made this video. February and, of 2023 of this year, right? Yeah, this year. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And uh, so I'm upset that that video got deleted, obviously. But um, when that video came, came out... Um, it was my, because my birthday's on February 22 and I released it on February 18th, if I'm not mistaken. But point is I got a hat man tattoo after, after I dropped that video and I got the tattoo before the video went viral before anything, I just got the tattoo and I thought it was like really cool. And, um, and at that point I still didn't really know that there was like cults around hat man or anything. I was just, I'm a paranormal lover, you know, and mm -hmm. I have a ghost tattoo and I have uh, the hat man and uh, you know, I want other Halloweeny type tattoos, but anyway, I'm a weird dude. And, <laughs> and uh, so I go and get that tattoo. And um, maybe like two months later, that video blows up. And that's when I start getting a following and all that stuff. But anyway, so as I'm doing research for this latest video, the Benajo Iceberg, I start realizing that there's this club called the DPH Lover Secret Club. And no one knows what, what the hell is in that club. It, it's I tried to get in. And I, and what I did was, and the reason I told that tattoo story was because I tried to use my tattoo as leverage. So I mm. basically, I went to, I messaged them and I took a picture of my tattoo and I said, Hey, you know, um, I got a hat man tattoo. Um, I think I, I deserve to be in this clip. Like, you know, I just kind of try to yeah. leverage my way in. Given your street cred and the whole thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ex exactly. I, exactly. But a lot of people think that I got the tattoo because to get into the club and I'm like, you know, I didn't even know about this club when I got the tattoo, yeah. but anyway. But I try to use it to get in. And of course they ignored me. And um, so here's the thing. This is a like a secret private Reddit that no one knows what's in it. And mm. they have another Reddit that links you there. And that Reddit is called um, DPH Lovers. Mm -hmm. And so I'm in that Reddit. And the dude who owns the private subreddit and that Reddit, his name is, his name is F.A. Costello. And so he's sort of what you can imagine kind of the cult guy. He's the cult leader dude. And so I've publicly posted on his subreddit saying, Hey, you know, I want a video, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, hey, you know, I want to, I, I want to make a video on you and kind of even kind of been saying like, Hey, I'm going to make a video on you. So type of thing. And he's, they've just ignored me. This whole entire community has just ignored me. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to get into that point is, supposedly you can only get into the subreddit if you've taken DPH. So if you've taken Benadryl and asked a hat man yourself to get in, that's the only way to get in according to the leader. Hmm. That is some creepy stuff. So you have dude. to ask the hat man and then the, ha well, allegedly the hat man tells the group leader and then they let you in. Yeah. Which is uh, I don't, I don't really get how that works. I'm so sorry for my dogs guys. It's, okay. it's all good. It's all good. 
Yeah, um, I'm not sure how that how that really works. I'm I'm assuming he has to get a feeling about you or something. Mm-hmm. He has to feel, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think I missed my chance, guys. Because okay, so when I dropped my last video, I got a weird email, like a very weird email, and I know that was him because he was asking me, "Is thou ready? Has thou accepted the risk or something like that?" But it went straight to my spam folder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so oh, no. I didn't know. Yeah, so I didn't know anything. I, so it was sitting in my spam for like I don't even know how long. When I finally got to it, I read this weird email, and and it say and the email is like the Hatman something. And I try to Google the email, and it's like some very private, like you know, crypto type of email. And um, once I started doing more research on this dude, because he has a whole DPH Bible, he has a Benadryl Bible uh, and a Hatman Bible. Oh, yeah. So once I started doing more research on him. Um, I realized that he talks like that. He talks like, is thou ready to seek blah, blah, blah. And so mm. I realized that email was him and I could have got in probably. Ex- and, mm-hmm. Extremely culty vibes, dude. I mean, that, that's the thing, right? Is like the first cult that you're talking about is the 700 club, right? Like this, this is how it seems like cults work is grooming people into something. And then there's this other cult going on. And this one is uh, even more religious. You said they have a Bible. They're asking people to have personal encounters with the hat man, like he speaks to the hat man and then inviting people into the group. How much of this just verges on the like overtly culty religion, like religious culty stuff? Um, the 700 club, I definitely know that they would never associate themselves with the, with the cult. I think if you were to say that to them, they'd be, they just laugh. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're sort of a very sarcastic dry humor type of vibe from them. When it comes down, and they're very self-aware too, this very self-deprecating, self-aware, and I just know they wouldn't even correlate with that. But you know, um, with Fa Costello, that sort of I love DPH lovers and that secret club, mm-hmm. that really is very culty. That that really is whether people know it. Or, and there's arguments about this guy whether he's being satire. Maybe he's just kidding around. Maybe he doesn't believe these things. Maybe he's just sort of saying these Hatman things to get a, you know, get a riled up you know, rile up some people or something, but, but, uh, I can say that people do subscribe to his way of thinking. And I've talked to some of these people that, um, so for example, I'll share this. I never shared this and yeah, I'll share it. Um, there, I I was talking to a member of that group and I was trying to get information off of them, but most of them don't want to talk. They don't want to tell me anything. Mm-hmm. And, but he's, he's constantly sharing things with me. He'll share like Hatman art. Like he'll, he'll send me like, Oh, I drew this of the Hatman because they're doing things to please the Hatman or to worship the Hatman. So they'll make art or whatever. And, uh, um, I left that out. I'm sorry. That subreddit, if you look at the about, it's supposedly created just to please and appease the Hatman. That's the whole reason for that, for the Hatman, for that huh. subreddit. Gotcha. So that it, one's called I Love DPH or yes. DPH Lovers? DPH Lovers, yeah. Okay. Or sorry, sorry, I love DPH. I'm sorry, I get them confused. It's so, all, it, yeah, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's kind of been a while since I looked into it because um, my mind is so in this new video. But um, sure. But point is, is I'm talking to this dude and, you know, trying to get information off of him. Hey, you know, how can I get into the secret club? Um, I'm asking him all these, all these things. And he's just sort of ignoring me and like sending me art and like saying, Hey, can you record your voice saying this? And I think you'd be, he's like trying to invite me in his art project. It's weird. Hmm. But he, uh, he was telling me he wants to do scarification on his leg. He wants to do a scarification. Scar tattoos essentially. Right. Yeah. Where he'll basically just kind of like stab his skin and create a, a, a scar of the hat man 
And I was, that's pretty, so th- that's the extent to how much these people worship the hat man. This is common in, in animism and in, in like where I grew up in Africa, the, the scarification stuff where they would, it's not, it's not exactly a tattoo. It's like self self harm for the purpose of leaving a mark um, for ritual worship. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so these guys, um, they definitely subscribe to this thinking, whether the cult leader dude is being satire or not. I mean, he'd have to keep the, keep up the satire act for years at this point. Right. But, yeah. but, uh, whether he's kidding or not, people do subscribe to his thinking. They do believe this. They, they engage in it, you know? Well, yeah, and I, I know you said that the 700 Club wouldn't consider themselves a cult. I think the point I was making with that is whether they they are at this point or not or whether they consider themselves at this point or not. Uh, Stas Constantine comes across as a very cult leader-type person, right? Like using yeah. uh, people's beliefs and using people's vulnerabilities and, and drugs and, and brainwashing in order to groom children, essentially. I would call that a cult for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Right, yeah. So someone in chat a second ago, I don't know where it went. They said something like, uh, here it is. Benadryl is the worst high. I don't know how people are enjoying this. And from what you have said in your videos, it's, it doesn't seem like that's the point, right? It's not, it's not even an enjoyment thing. It's not like I smoke weed to feel good or I do cocaine to give myself an energy boost or I'm even, even I'm taking LSD because I want to like feel enlightened, right? This is a very kind of depressing feeling like i've seen some of the memes and it seems like what they're constantly saying is this makes me miserable i hate this i'm seeing demons i don't want it but i can't stop is that kind of the experience that you've gotten from a lot of these people yeah the feel of the community yeah and they definitely i would say the majority of people that are really involved in this they truly do hate it and and it's a paradox they truly do hate it like they really don't like like it they it's not like they're saying it to be cool i could tell they really don't like it right Uh, i was even talking to this person and she was telling me that you know um so you know when i was on reddit initially starting all of this stuff um i was on reddit just kind of posting on that on that on that site telling everyone like hey you know um um message me you know i want to i want to hear about your dph experiences right Sorry, that's my dog right there. And, it's all uh, good, man. Uh, he's like licking himself. It sounds so gross. My my, my dog bursts <laughs> into my office once in a while. My kids do. It's it's the yeah. It's live stream. So <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, everything innocent over here. It's my dog. Okay. <laughs> so 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 she's telling me like, no, I hated it, but I just kept doing it. You know, and, and it's something I hear all the time. Um, it's just probably just addictive, but it's, but truly there is nothing happy about it. There's nothing fulfilling about it. Nobody says, Mm -hmm. I think there's people that think it's cool. I do think that, I think that there's people that, you know, I used to watch this guy named Paul, the alien. And, uh, have you guys heard of this guy by any chance? I don't think so. Okay. Well you probably wouldn't have, and I don't expect anyone here to know about this guy, but, um, but he just died. Rest in peace. He just died. And he was, he would, take Benadryl trips and just make YouTube videos about it and just literally talk about it and describe his experiences. And that guy, um, he was so it's so sad because he was such a cool, like charismatic guy, lovable. And he, uh, he, he overdosed on Benadryl recently and died. And, you know, 
when he would start a video, he would say, you know, I took Benadryl on Halloween because I wanted to be, have a proper Halloween experience. And then he talks about, go, goes on to talk about how he saw shadow people and all these, you know, so people do think it's cool, but, but they don't enjoy it. I can say that they don't enjoy it, but they think it's cool. I think they like the aesthetic. Yeah. yeah the aesthetic and the, maybe just being part of an in crowd too, because uh, from what I from what I've gathered is like there's a lot of in jokes right there's a whole lot of like you if if you know you know but if you don't you know you're not part of the club kind of thing is that yeah yeah absolutely yeah what's the age range on this group of people well um, I think that if we're being honest it's probably somewhere from 15 to 16 all the way to you know mid 30s okay so pretty pretty young yeah yeah i know there's people you know i talked to um the discord monitors uh sorry moderators and uh they're constantly telling me they're kicking people out for being underage because you know they can't really on discord they can't tell when you're underage unless they somehow find out you know or you might say something right yeah like let it slip or whatever right yeah. Now with I'm working with a new um I'm I'm gonna make a new video called the DXM video. And um this video they have a Discord of their own and they have a dark past too, murders and this one's yeah. kind of very interesting, but what is DXM? So DXM you know it's very interesting. I'm I'm really learning that nobody really knows about DXM and I thought it was more popular than Benadryl, but I know about uh, DMX, you know, because he's going to yeah. give it to you. But yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't know. If DMX <laughs> oh, is. my. I, I made that joke uh, to, to some dude I was getting some info yeah. off of. It's funny, but uh, he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't even laugh. I told him, I was like, you know what DMX is? It's just, uh, uh, sorry, you know what DXM is? It's just DMX in a pill. It literally is. <laughs> I, I'm just being dumb. But anyway. It's a, um, it's a cough medicine, right? It's the active ingredient in uh, Robitussin. Yes. Yes. Okay. Exa- oh, exactly. okay. So, you know, you, we might know it as robo tripping. Okay. And, oh, see, when you say that, I've heard of this. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, so my video is, uh, I'm working on that video. People have asked for this video and, and I knew nothing about this. So I had to really do a lot of research, but point is, um, they have a own, they have their own community, their own lore, their own secret things, their own murders, their own pedophiles. I mean, it's, it's a whole, hmm. it's the same thing, but in a different way. And, hmm. uh, um, these guys though, they're a little more nonsense, when it comes to pedophile stuff, they, they actively make jokes to try to get you to admit you're underage so they can kick you out. Oh, so, so they're like really active in trying to make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah. I would say, okay. you know, these guys, they're, they're a different crowd for sure. A lot of them are very geeky. They're very into mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals and it's, it's a different crowd for sure. It's not, not quite the, the same, same like depressed emo aesthetic, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But with D DXM, I want to keep, I keep wanting to say D, DMX now. But with I DXM, know. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, with uh, with DXM, um, it's a nostalgia. So there's a nostalgic deja oh. vu. Yeah, nostalgia deja vu type feeling that they get from that, and um, very. Str- I mean, it can get pretty dark, um, but um, it's I've a never, yeah. I've never heard that about robo tripping before. The whole nostalgia factor, but like with our generation and our obsession with with nostalgia and like I need everything that I liked as a kid to be remade into a movie and a TV show and a video game uh, and just kind of like nothing originals coming out. It's like, what, what's the one that we were just talking about? The Gargoyles TV show. When we oh. were kids, they're re- doing a remake of that. And every comic book I read as a kid is a movie now. 
So I, I kind of <laughs> see why that would be so alluring to people of our age, just because it seems like we're just kind of obsessed with nostalgia. I've never heard that about robo tripping, though. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's usually in the lower plateaus because um, uh, there's four plateaus. So they, they categorize this recreational experience into four plateaus. There's uh, uh, the first one, one and two are like recreational. So you could actually function, go to, you know, maybe go to a party or something. But mm-hmm. once you get to the third and fourth, that's so much uh, DXM that you can't even move. You can't, you shouldn't move. You might, you might throw up. You, you got to stay in one spot and just trip out. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, so, so kind of like mimicking psychedelic experiences with like common household items, right? Yeah. And it, it's a dissociative hallucin- uh, hallucinogen. I mean, there's a, you know, with this video, I, I, I got a little more sciencey than my other videos. And, um, you know, the C- so this DXM was originally a CIA mind experiment. Right. Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. CIA human experimentations. So that's how it was used. And then later on, it became approved for FDA approval. And so, uh, wait, then, so you're saying that DXM was invented by the CIA like LSD for was it specifically MKUltra or another type of experiment? Well, it, it was so it was a subdivision of the MKUltra experiments. It was called MK Pilot. And this happened in, in 1954. And so um, it wasn't created by the CIA. I know it was it was patented by some uh, company called Hoffman LaRoche. And uh, that happened in 1948. Somehow the CIA got the substance and started using it for their human experimentations in 1954. Then uh, in the 1960s, that's when we got our first um, brand of cough syrup that included that, uh, that included DXM. Because prior to that, cough syrup had codeine. And (laughs) Right, yeah. So it was worse. You know, wow. I still think of cough syrup as codeine, but I because I, I just don't, you know, it's just like the word that comes to my head, but I didn't even realize it was a totally different thing. I yeah. definitely didn't know about MK Pilot, but now I've got a whole new rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm always looking into like any aspect of MK Ultra. It's like with tens of thousands of leaked documents, we know a ton about it, yet there's just still new stuff I'm finding out all the time about MK Ultra. Yeah. Uh, MK yeah. Often is one we've just barely touched on that we want to get more into, we kind of touched on again in recent weeks. Uh, with uh, if people are not familiar, MK often was like the go around and get witches and mediums and black magic users and bring those into the program as well. So, mm. yeah, yeah, no, there's some interesting things there, and uh, you know, I all of this research, I I got it done because there's a there's a moderator in the DXM uh, Discord called Sh- uh, his name is Shogs, and this guy is smart. I mean, he is like. Uh, you know, I feel when every time I talk to him, I feel like I'm like the dude that's like, so how do I hold my hands? Like, you know, I just I'm totally, you know, because he, <laughs> he's so chemistry based. He's actually pursuing his uh, uh, master's in pharmacology. And uh, he, you know, he really broke down DXM for me. He broke down um, the science behind it. He read a whole 200 page memorandum for the CIA just for this video, just so I can have the best. Not- I mean, this guy helped me a lot. And wow. uh, yeah, he's a smart guy smart guy so he but he uncovered a lot of cia stuff and and he told me you should make a whole video on this because and then he i actually have it on my on my messages but he spent like i don't even know how long typing out just so many aspects to the cia um like i, I didn't know that there was like a bomber who who was a part of the cia uh human experiment the, the unabomber ted kaczynski yeah 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 he was an mk ultra uh subject at uh, harvard yeah 
yeah, yep. yeah. And and I see I didn't even know that. And so I was like, whoa. So that could be a video, but that's you know, YouTube. I don't know if I could do it on YouTube. <laughs> gotta come over to Rumble, man. You gotta start making stuff on Rumble. It's been oh, great yeah, for I, us. I am, I am, I yeah, am for, for sure. sure. For sure. So uh, I want to go back to the whole Hatman c- concept because yeah. again, we've talked about, you know, like uh one of the one of the things we brought up again with like MK often is with with MK Ultra, at least in my mind, this is, seems to be the thing that people are kind of missing with this is that Every one of these drugs, whether it be LSD or as you just talked about with DMX or psilocybin or whatever the drugs that they were using, they're still being used. Uh, and a lot of people even who were part of MKUltra back then started talking about its positive properties. So you've got, uh, oh, I can't think of his name, the guy who wrote One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest, also the whole Grateful Dead thing. The, um, Garcia, he was um, an MKUltra sus, uh, subject who then started going around with the guy again. I'm yeah, blanking on names. Ken Kesey. Uh, they would go around in a van and just give out LSD to people. Right? They're like, "This stuff's great. It'll open your mind." And what what's interesting is like the thing that's that's lasted from that. The thing that and they were obsessed with using it. They uh, literally bought out the world supply of LSD back then, um, and they for decades were using it. It's like if it doesn't if it doesn't do something, there's there's no reason to keep using it. But then you've got when you add it to things like Do, uh, Dr. Cameron. Oh my gosh! Names tonight, Doctor Cameron <laughs> Ewan. The I think that's his name. The uh, the MK Ultra scientist in Canada who had this thing called psychic driving. The whole idea of psychic driving was to completely wash the brain of everything, to just hard mm-hmm. reset a person and bring an adult down to a child, essentially. Like in order to put something in their head, you had to first wash everything they ever knew out. And then they're giving them LSD after the psychic driving. And I think that that's bringing in entities. So when you're, t- we're talking about Hatman, we're talking about like different ways to meet this, this character, this demon, uh, the demonic figure. You said that they're turning it into a very religious aspect, which doesn't surprise me with, with all the research we've done. But do you know more about like things like the, uh, the Hatman Bible or like the religious aspect of it? Like people, trying to like is it more like you've you kind of hinted at it a few times that it's more than just a weird shadow realm trip but there's actually like a whole worship aspect to it yeah yeah exactly so there is um and i before i talk about this stuff i do want to mention that there is a lot of like misconceptions on there about benadryl sure um there's a lot of people that and it really really bothers me you know especially now doing this research research with DXM i realize why others experience more than others you know and it just has to do a lot with your metabolism and mm. there's, there's a lot of people that that they'll you know they'll comment saying well i took 10 benadryl and i never saw the hat okay well your metabolism is probably a lot slower or faster and there's a lot of factors as to why you would need more as to somebody else you know um Right. Well, you didn't, wasn't one of the cases in your video of a girl who was 80 milligrams and she died from an overdose and then other people are doing 700. Like it's obviously going to affect people different based on yeah. dosages and metabolism and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, but it's, it, it's, it's still like one of the biggest comments I took 10 and I didn't die. Like, it's just insane. I'm right. like, okay, this is a 13 year old girl, you know, but anyway, um, so there's kind of steps to the Benadryl world. Um, you know, there's a lower doses and, and and I break it down in that video just so I don't rant. But uh, if you guys do want to go see that, but there's delirium, you know, which is 700 milligrams, give or take, could be different for for some people. And then there is aerial, and aerial is pretty much um, this is basically a, tr- a you're tripping on an overdose. You're you're 
right there with dying. It's the darkest trip you can have without actually dying. So this is Ariel. There's a lot of spiritual beliefs about Ariel. Um, they believe that's where the Hatman actually lives. This guy that I'm talking about, the cult-like leader, he believes that when you die, he's going to go to Ariel. He's going to Ariel sort of like a heaven almost. Mm. He calls it's like uh, their nirvana, I guess, in this religion. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, he calls Ariel um, his home. He calls uh, Hatman the Lord. He'll say the Lord Hatman. A lot of the times he'll be speaking and he'll be like, like, um, oh, what do you, what is, I don't even know what he says, but he'll be like, or sayeth the Lord Hatman. Like he'll sort of end sentences like that. <laughs> yeah, just, it just, you know, he, he talks like that. And so somebody sent me, uh, I had a, a guy sent me uh, an email and he said, this is the Hatman Bible uh, that, that this dude wrote. And I was like, okay. So I look into this Hatman Bible. It was, it was a, almost comical book it, it was weird it, it was it was you know he was taught he'd be like and i'm not lying it'd be something like this it'd be like does thou seek to to reach delirium because this this bible is only for top friends and he'll sp he'll spend he'll spell friends as f-r-e-n-s like hmm. friends like cute you know he'll be talk kind of cute so it's yeah. a weird so, so it's, it's a like weird, a kawaii bible of like demonic <laughs> yeah realms? okay it's hello kitty hat man but Frida just got here, so I'm just gonna say this really quick. Hint, hint at a at a meme. I think we need a Hello Kitty. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. But um, but anyway, so the whole Bible it's supposedly a Bible. It doesn't read like a Bible, um, or any kind of serious type of principle way. It reads more like a dude that's documenting his his experiences, really, and he'll talk about. Um, so in this quote unquote Bible, this was, this is how it was sent to me. If I didn't know it was called the Bible, I wouldn't say that's a Bible or even think that, but he just sort of documents his experiments. He talks about wanting to unalive himself or wanting to kill people. Um, he'll talk about how, um, you know, he had a bad trip and he'll detail his bad trip. And then after that, he'll end that. And then he'll go into some weird, like the hat man prayer. He has a hat man prayer in that. Um, so it, it's a Bible, but it's not written like a Quran or something. It's written like a, like a kind of a, some guy's weird journal in, in a lot of ways. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I do have a question before we get too much farther. Are these people taking other drugs too, or are they kind of just staying in this one little community? They'll take Dramamine, which is another, um, another, uh, because so the active ingredient in Benadryl is diphenhydramine. Mm -hmm. So there's other products that have diphenhydramine, such as Dramamine. Sure. Um, so they'll, they'll take that. Sometimes they do, you know, uh, do like a, they'll do weed or, or, you know, DXM or something like that. But very rare. It's more than likely just Benadryl. What is their attitude toward other drugs and other types of trips? Um... It depends. It depends. Um, I have seen those kind of like, sort of like, you know, where they're sort of talking down about, not talking down, but kind of making light of people that are like, oh, I, you know, I, I did this. And they'll sort of be like, they'll compare that to like their 200 milligram trip or something, or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And so though, you know, I don't think they shun other, other drugs, but they definitely do have some kind of air that they think that they're a little bit more hardcore. Okay. Like superiority complex, right? 
Yeah. And it is hardcore, you know, it's the over the counter status really makes people downplay these, you know, stuff like DXM or stuff like uh, Dive and Hydramine. Mm. Um, just because it's, it's, you know, over the counter doesn't mean it's safe. And this, this drug, I have a feeling one day it will be um, not over the counter anymore. It just can't mm. be it's too dangerous. Yeah, that's, that sucks. Cause like the more things that you have to get a prescription for or whatever, it's, you know, the harder it is to get access to it and the more expensive it gets and stuff like that. But Mm-hmm. It, you know, people can't stop abusing yeah. things. So, yeah, no, yeah, that this this drug is a is a big problem. Like DXM, you know, it's my it's more benign compared to this. Um, very, I mean, if you know what you're doing with DXM, and most of these people are, I would say they do. Um, they're it, an overdose is very rare, but with mm-hmm. with uh, Benadryl, it's so unpredictable. You know, uh, ten can kill you, but ten can just be nothing for somebody else. You know. Yeah. But, wow. But yeah, you, I'd say it's just very dangerous. What You've talked to a lot of people in this community. What would you say is one of the strangest trips or experiences or thing that, that uh, someone's described to you on, when being on Benadryl? And I want to talk more about that whole aerial thing in a minute too. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of people see dead relatives. <laughs> a lot of people see, especially in the higher doses, they see dead relatives, which is very interesting because in the higher doses – you're basically well, once you're getting closer to an overdose, that's when you start seeing kind of uh, dead relatives. Hmm. What's interesting about that is that there is a thing called deathbed phenomena. I was going to make a video on it, but I decided not to because it just it just wasn't interesting enough to me. But um, but basically, you know, hospice workers will report that people, you know, they see dead relatives maybe like a month before they're going to die, and it's so common that they actually use it as like a marker so like if you're seeing a dead relative they sort of know like okay this guy's got like a month to live there's this whole um girl on youtube her name is hospice julie and she she makes these videos and uh um they're very interesting so i I think it's interesting that people see dead relatives when they're closer to overdoses is it just because it's an overdose and you're close to dying maybe um but that's a common thing though a lot of the times people will hallucinate their friends you can hallucinate so diphenhydramine it's a you know i've mentioned it's a delirium so the hallucinations are different from something like LSD. LSD, you you'd basically be aware that's a hallucination, uh, you know, and you'd be maybe hallucinating fractals or patterns or you know, whatever it is. But with with um, delirians, you can't tell the difference between hallucinating someone or whether they're real or not. To you, a dog might actually walk in, and you might be even petting it, and it never existed. That's how strong these. Yeah, that's how. That's how intense delirians are i could see that being true just like i've i've never done drugs but um i don't sleep very well so i have hallucinated uh really badly on uh, lack of sleep before and those are pro again i can't compare it to anything else but i know just how real those hallucinations feel yeah uh, when you've gone three or four days without sleep uh don't don't recommend it anybody it's not a not on purpose i've just been a uh wow words today no, no Insomniac worries. my whole life. So, yeah. No, I wonder yeah. with with the seeing dead relatives if it, if it's a chicken or egg situation. Like, are they seeing them because they're about to die or do they die because they saw them? And and it's so powerful to want to keep chasing that that they they chase it right into overdose. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, who, who knows honestly, but I know that, you know, 
you could spend hours talking to these people. Um, just you can have an hour long conversation with a dead relative and suddenly they just disappear. And a lot of people tell me that it's a lonely feeling when they disappear, when you realize you were talking to yourself and they just, they're gone. Hmm. It's a very lonely feeling. Yeah. That would be awful. Yeah. 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 So to mm -hmm. to me, that would be a bigger draw. I wouldn't, but if I was, if I was that, I, I wouldn't care about seeing the hat man, like whatever. But <laughs> if, if somebody told me you take this drug and you can talk to somebody who's dead for an hour, um, that, that's a much bigger draw. But does it seem like people are mostly just about the hat man? Yeah. Cause if you're talking to your dead relatives, like at that point, you'd have to be like, you'd have to be basically almost overdosing or close to it. Gotcha. Right. Like yeah. you've crossed that veil to some degree, right? Mm. Yeah, and that that part is that that could be like, I mean, I can't even imagine doing that. I, I really cannot. Yeah, yeah. Wow. there's people that you know, because, uh, you know, it's it's a people talk about the even in mild doses, you get a disgusting, heavy feeling in your body. You feel like you're heavy. You feel like you have to manually breathe. A lot of people forget to breathe. Mm. I mean, that sounds terrible. I don't even know how you get to the higher doses. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's dark. It, it is weird. It's like it, it, with things like that, it makes you wonder how people even get into it in the first place. Like if it's always a bad experience, uh, why people just keep going? Is, is it curiosity? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just think it. I mean, there is a cool factor. to There's an interesting factor to it, even as somebody who would never do it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a there, there's a lot of cool things mm -hmm. that uh, that sound cool. You know, I mean, if you, I heard a Benadryl TV, you know, so people experience this thing where they'll watch TV and they'll watch a whole full-blown show with their TV off and they'll hallucinate a whole show with commercial breaks and, and, and it's just this very detailed show and then it's just a hallucination. Mm. Um, so I can see why people would be like, oh, I want to try it. I want to see that, you know, um, though I'd never do it obviously, but you know, there's like, yeah. I don't why there's a slight appeal to it, you know, in that way. Yeah. So I can, yeah, ahead, I, can, I can understand. I think that we, we think of the mindset that we have as kind of a little bit older than, than the group of people that's getting into this on the, on the whole. Um, I mean, PJ is super old, so, <laughs> but like, I think our generation more likely and the, and the one before us was like, I want to get high. I want to feel good. Yeah. Um, and I think that ours is a little bit more like I feel bad and I want somebody to explain it to me and I want somebody to be with there, you know, in it with me. I feel like things exist. I want to see them. Um, it's just a different mindset, I think. So I can I can understand, I think, why this is what this generation is going for as opposed to um, some of the more up uppers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I kind of talk to my girlfriend sometimes and I'll tell her like people in the 1980s and the 1990s, they just seem different. They like, right. like they almost seem like alive. I don't know why I get that sense, but they seem more alive than people today. I, I, I watch shows like, so, um, I'm a nineties kid and, uh, I watch shows like, you know, beyond belief, uh, factor fiction. You guys heard of that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, 
I watch those shows. I watch like a bunch of those kind of like 1980s, 1990s. That's not a 90, 80s, but you know, 90s or 2000s. People just seem different. It seemed like a weird, just more lively time. I don't know. I, I like it better. So kids are different. I don't know. Yep. I, I hear you. But I think that, well, we were talking about nostalgia earlier. I don't think it's without a reason, right? Like mm-hmm. there is something that we're missing and people are recognizing that, you know, a lot of the older generations will rag on us for being so nostalgic all the time. And I'm like, how can you not be though? We yeah. all understand that something's been lost. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. from every walk of life is, is right. understanding that and speaking about it in one way or another. Uh, whether it's through, again, just nostalgia and wanting to watch old TVs or talking about the good old days or whatever. It's like everybody recognizes there's something that we've lost, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What what that something is, I mean, who knows? We're gaining a lot. You know, we're gaining the internet and all this stuff, but mm-hmm. there is something lost. You know, I just want to say, like, it's funny because, like, your backgrounds are so legit. It's cool. Like, it's just, you guys look so, you guys look like legit. <laughs> Street, it's just we, so, so we legit. are legit. How dare yeah. you? Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. We're, just, we're a real podcast. I'm yeah, a real, yeah, real podcast. I don't know. You guys just look so legit. Like, <laughs> it, like, I don't know. It's just so cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, we work at it. It's been it's been fun. We've only been doing this podcast for a little over a year, and obviously, uh, we appreciate all the support because you know even the stuff that we have, it, it costs money and stuff like that. But we're always trying to make it better. So yeah. uh, it's it's always nice to hear when people appreciate the the work we've put into to the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just like it a lot. I'm like, I like the the aesthetic. It's cool. Thanks, man. And I got to say, too, for people who are, uh, you know, obviously check out. I want to give people a little bit of a warning so people don't yell at me later. Cryptic Candy's videos are super creepy. So some some of you people who are visually triggered by like really, really creepy imagery might want to listen, but it's good stuff. But you you do a lot of work on your videos to make them very uh, visually and, and, and otherwise entertaining. I, I want to just ask you really quickly, like, I know that you want to stick a lot of the times to like what you can know, like who you've talked to and the facts of the case, but like just, just to go with me for a second into some wild speculation, like what do you think is at the heart of all of this stuff? Do you think it's something otherworldly demonic? Do you think it's just science? Do you think that it's just the, the deep recesses of people's minds uh, brought out, you know, with near death experiences and heavy doses of, of, drugs that are essentially mimicking the dreamlike state in a, in a waking state. As I've said, like I've witnessed extremely vivid luc- uh, hallucinations because of, of that phenomenon, right? Like being asleep and awake at the same time, it's pretty freaky stuff. But uh, I just, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious, like where all this research has taken you personally into like your beliefs on this stuff. Yeah. So uh, something we never even talked about in this podcast was, was spiders. So people always see spiders mm. uh, in, in, in this, this is like a, not only common i would say like at a certain point you're almost guaranteed to see spiders um and people see spiders in the astral realm too when they astral project or through sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. and what's interesting is that in benadryl trips they describe these translucent spiders that almost look like see-through spiders and as i'm doing research um in the astral projection world which i was going to make a video on didn't uh, maybe i will who knows but um people see translucent spiders while they're astral projecting too. So my point is, is that there's, there's, there's gotta be something to it. You know, there's gotta be something, you know, and I, you know, to be honest, the reason I love paranormal things is because it reminds me that life is, we don't know anything. It reminds us that that (laughs) it keeps life exciting. It's not, you know, I don't like to think life is boring. I like to think that there's more. I love to feed into things, you know, like the Mandela effect and, you know, all these things. So it's like, so to me, I just love uh, 
so I don't mind going into this, but you know, in my opinion, there has to be something more to it that I don't even think can be or will be science, science explained by science. Right. I think, I, I think that there is something going on that is spiritual. I think mm-hmm. um, it, it's just, you know, especially with, with stuff like the hat man, it's, it's a little too random of a hallucination for everyone to see. And even before, even before it was, popularized as a hat man people would call it the trench coat guy that, yep. that's like an early 2000s term and um so it's been around and yeah it was um, talked about as ingrid cold in uh in um john keel's work like this is a thing that's been showing up all over the place and for me like that's the the thing where it's like you can explain so much until you get to a point where it's like everybody is seeing a very specific figure with a very specific type of hat and trench coat and it doesn't make sense that it would be a shared, uh, you know, fear, right? Like we've heard, of, we've talked about this with werewolves before where it's like every culture has their different things that they think of as masculine or they think of as scary or they think of that represents a thing, which is why certain, you know, old folklore doesn't make sense that it would just be your culture's interpretation because everybody's culture would have a different interpretation. It wouldn't show up as the same thing over and over, just like, like with the hat man, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, here's something I, 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 it's funny. I've done two podcasts and I forget to mention this every time, but so I'm going to mention it with you guys. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. So, um, I work sales, uh, selling cars for a while. So that's how, you know, I'm sketchy. No, I'm kidding. No, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do, do you have one of those, uh, do you have one of those, uh, screw guns and you just like rewind the miles and all that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't, never done anything like that, but, uh, oh, okay. but I should have. But uh, <laughs> probably would have been better. No, but um, okay. So I work sales. I, I, I sales guy for four years, and uh, I got this uh, manager at a point, and his name was Jermaine uh, Brooks, and he played for the Dallas Cowboys. He was a professional football player, and ended up being just some car guy uh, later on. Um, who, by the way, I mean, still making crap ton of money. Don't get it twisted. This guy's uh, definitely still got it going on. But, but anyway, um, but he ended up going into the car business, and he ended up being my my manager and um, super cool guy. But you know, people were at that point. My channel was kind of taking off, and people. I don't do car sales anymore, but people were telling him like, "Hey, that's Cryptid Candy." You know, he has a YouTube channel, and you know, and he was like, "Cool," you know, and he was he was telling me he's like, "So I heard you have a YouTube." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well." Um, you know, you're not going to, uh, believe me, but I see dead people. Like I've always seen dead people. I see spirits and that's something I've seen, buddy, we're going to go out. Sorry. My dog is like, <laughs> to the wall. he's fine. But, um, he, you know, he was telling me that, um, he's always seen dead people. He's always seen spirits. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool. You know? And, and I'm talking to him and he says, and I told him, I'm like, so what's the, where did it start? And he's, and he didn't know anything about my channel. He didn't know anything about the hat man. And he tells me this, he says, when I was like, you know, I think he was said he was like nine or 11 or something like that. He said he was at his grandma's house and he would just hear a bunch of things in the house. And, and eventually he would see this person at the window and I'd be like, and he, he told me, he was like, what's weird about the person though, is that they had a hat and it was like a, and I was like, what kind of hat? And he was just like, you know, still not telling him much about my 
channel and he was like it was like a kind of like a top hat or something like a kind of like an old school hat i was like whoa and then i was like that's exactly what i'm talking about in my video and he was like you know kind of like that's crazy you know so that's just a weird story but see this is my thing though right is like he didn't say hat man and like to me that i find the most interesting is people are like well I saw this figure and it was kind of black and shadowy and had a wide brimmed hat. Some people call it a bowler. Some people call it a top hat. Some people call it, you know, an executioner hat, but they're not, people are talking about it without knowing what it is. It's, you can't explain it away. as just hat man lore. Like, I don't think that many people outside of people who are like us are interested in the paranormal and conspiracies are even that aware of the hat man lore. Uh, yet mm-hmm. people are seeing it and talking about it. And I also think that it's interesting that someone would come to you and tell you this story without knowing who you are. Cause this is something we also see a lot is I think people are, are um, without knowing why they, they know that there's people they're supposed to say something to, or so they're supposed to talk to, or there's some shared connection that is invisible and, and the yeah. synchronicity of it is fascinating to me. Yeah. And he's uh, I want to say he's 40 something, like maybe late forties. Um, so he must've been a kid in the, I don't I can't do the math. You know, this, so this is long before the internet though, you know, this is long before yeah. it was popularized and even a thing, uh, which people often tell me, Oh, it's just because you heard about it. So you're going to think about it next time you're hallucinating and that's why you see it. And I'm, this just kind of, it, it was one of those things where it was like, wow, people really do see this thing, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quick side note, guys. I think Facebook just took down our video. <laughs> Not that many people watch on Facebook, but we have we have yeah, we have one. It just and I just, off. It's just easy to to stream there. And a couple of people are like, "Oh, I'm just on Facebook all the time because I'm a boomer, so I watch your show there." So we've always had this thing where we'll we'll put our show everywhere, uh, and but you know we just expect that we're going to lose a lot of stuff. That's why we always tell you guys to follow us on Rumble. If you guys don't know, we got completely banned on Twitch earlier, so I will not be surprised <laughs> if Facebook just kicked us. Um, but yeah, I've wow. never seen that happen before. While we're live, it's just like, eh, nope, not this one. So anyway, so wow. but uh, yeah, I've never seen that happen while we're live. I just got this little notification. It's like Facebook just took your video off. So not, not streaming that's wild. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> no, no. Honestly, this is just not something that we worry about. Like, we made a decision right. really early on. We're going to say what we want. We're going to say what we think needs to be said. We're going to explore topics. Talk about um, all We're going to let our guests just talk about anything and not... When, in, in, the, in the few months where we, you know, had just gotten monetized on YouTube and we were, we were trying to stay, we just caught ourselves constantly self-censoring which is really hard to do live and it really starts to limit like truly what you talk about um and limit your subject matter and we finally we just decided no that's that's not what we want so yeah no yeah i mean with this new video i'm gonna drop i'm i'm jumping hoops to make this video happen i really am it's like there's a hoop here there's a hoop there there's a hoop there it's difficult right yeah and it's it's just like the more the more that we appease them the more that they add hoops yep yeah for sure um, yeah, like I, I tried just because I was given, um, I, I basically won like 150 free credits to advertise ourselves on Pinterest. I was like, I don't use Pinterest. I'll do it. The first post is like instantly like, uh, you can't be on Pinterest anymore. <laughs> like Whoa. right away, right away. Yeah. So uh, we there's a lot of censorship to... on the internet. <laughs> I was just trying to advertise our new Christmas sweaters. What it was. Guys. We should. Oh, okay. Yeah. We should show the offending ugly Christmas sweaters. I think we have to. This is too dangerous for Pinterest, guys. And I'll show you exactly which one it was because I only I only did one post and promoted it, and it was. uh, (laughs) I'm gonna have to add you to this this scene really quickly. Sorry, we're just doing a few things on the fly, guys. So, 
Nope. Uh, PJ's been working hard on the ugly Christmas sweaters, and I ordered one today. Yeah, so there it is. It is the uh, making a list Hillary Clinton ugly Christmas sweater. It's just Hillary Clinton says making a list, checking it twice. And this was too offensive <laughs> for Pinterest, which is wow. funny because I don't think it's our most offensive one. I think uh, 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> Probably slightly, slightly more offensive. Uh, oh, maybe the please. they're turning the freaking Yuletide gay Alex Jones ugly Christmas sweater. Um, we're just this getting the into the Christmas one. Is the ugliest one. We're just getting into the Christmas spirit like really, really early. Um, this one too. This is the one uh, I got. All I want for Christmas is Epstein's client list. Wow. Um, did you, by the way, Abby, did you notice the little details I put in the top and the bottom of it? Mm hmm. Okay. The trident I wanna, and I was, the palm trees. I was hoping trees? that, yeah, if anybody caught it, so you would good. catch it. So That's cool. Yeah. You're, making, you're making these? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been, make, I've been working on these the last few days. That's really cool. That's, yeah. a, they're really cool. Thank <laughs> you. It's been oh. fun, guys. So, uh, no, yeah, too 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 much for Pinterest. Maybe too much for Facebook. We'll find out after the stream <laughs> is over. Definitely too much for Twitch. Um, no, this has been so good talking to you, man. I'm, I'm really interested in this. And I know your dog wants you to take her for a walk. And we're going to go chat with the audience here in a little bit. But if you got another like five or ten minutes to just let us know yeah. anything else about the, you know, even if you got ten or fifteen minutes, if you got anything else that uh, is interesting, I don't even know what questions to ask. You've done the research. You've got a lot of videos. Um, I'll just open it up and you can just talk about whatever whatever interesting part of this subject you want people to know about. We'll just go from there. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a definitely a whole world of of things, and I'm not done with it. I I, I still want to do a video on um, the Hat Man and more of the religious spiritual aspect of the hat man of you know because there's people that believe that benadryl or diphenhydramine um the active ingredient they believe that turns you into a shadow person so if you want to become oh, a shadow wow. yeah that's a very dark belief so so some people believe that the more you take the more you're slowly turning into a shadow person for when you die you become a shadow person um so there's okay, a lot so of Sorry, uh -huh. really quickly, because you said something that brought back something I brought. I thought of earlier, and I finally remember the name of the thing I was trying to talk, talk about. It's <laughs> Baron, Sa and I, get, I will pronounce this wrong, guys. Samedi, S-A-M-E-D-I. It's a voodoo witch doctor thing that people will okay. try to invoke by dressing up as him, by smoking tobacco, because he likes the pleasing scent of tobacco and alcohol and things like that. This is a deep part of, of voodoo um, ritualism in, in places like Haiti that, again, use things like Datura. Um, what was the last thing you just said? Because that's what reminded me of it. I had a point. You were saying so. Um, pe people people believe that diphenhydramine turns you into a shadow person, right? So that's what I wanted to bring up. Right? Is that it, it, from what Paul Stobbs was telling us last week? Is that people dress up like Baron Samity? They they do things like Tatura. They take they smoke the tobacco like your your phantom cigarette thing you were talking about in order to be possessed by this entity to turn into this shadow realm figure which mm. very much looks like the hat man. So I don't know if I'm making a, a crazy connection that isn't true, but it just makes me wonder like what the connection between Baron Samity and the hat man. Are. In fact, um, let me just throw this up on screen for you guys. So you kind of get a picture of what I'm talking about, but like this is, this is Baron That's Samity. The hat man. Mm. That's it? the hat man. Is it not? It, it looks like the hat man. If he was alive. Well, that's my point, right? Like, is this the same creature? You know what's interesting? This isn't so. Uh, I don't know if I should is even worthy of bring, of bringing up. But um, so I'm doing the DXM video, right? And uh, yeah, there's this. So I made the iceberg myself with this guy named uh, Shogs. So I created this iceberg, and uh, 
um, there's an entry on the iceberg called invisible hat. So invisible hat is people when they're, you know, this can happen maybe like in the second plateau, but when they're experiencing, you know, the effects of DXM, they start feeling this pressure encircling their skull, almost as if they're wearing a hat. Oh and, my God. And no one knows why this happens. It's just sort of like, um, uh, they, they, there's theories about it. Like one of the sort of more scientific theories that I've read about is that they believe it's just your altered perception of your own hair, but people experience this pressure that is basically the same as if you're wearing a hat. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the deal with hats? It's freaking weird, man. Cause the hat is the, the, the feature that's always there. It's always present, right? Yeah. So who knows what, what the hat can represent, but just the fact that you're bringing it up in some voodoo stuff to DPH to even the DXM stuff. I mean, yeah. This, by the way, I just found this picture really quick. This is the one where I think his hat looks the most like the hat man's. Oh yeah. And if I'm correct, this is AI art, which is people saying, you know, what does the hat man look like? And this is the, the AI like spitting out this image that looks more like the hat man than anything else I've seen yet. So just wild stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, is, yeah. Wow. Cause it's the, it's the, it's almost like he's a shadow person dressed up as a real person. Mm-hmm. That's racist, Abby. Yeah, it is. You can't, you can't call him a shadow <laughs> person just cause he's black. Come on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> See, that, that's why you guys are my favorite podcast now <laughs> because i say all the stuff i'm not supposed to say no yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do we, we do. just have fun so. um do we want to like get into the rumble section or what uh yeah well i'll let you finish up what else did you want to say i'll give you like five more minutes and then we'll go over and uh we'll read your guys's chats we'll do all that stuff you can take a minute to take your dog out if you need to um, but yeah, what would you like to leave people with for the people, again, who are listening? Because the Rumble section is something for people who watch live. We just kind of go over and chat with everybody here. So if you're listening to this, come over and follow us on Rumble. Come over to conspiracypill.locals.com. You can get the full audio there. Um, but yeah, I'll just like five minutes. What, what would you like people to know? And then just plug your channel. Um, so biggest thing to to for me, it's just that I'm, you know, I'm still exploring this world. Very interesting world. Um, I definitely am one of the first channels. Um, I would say the first, but I just don't know But I'm one of the first channels to, to really dive into these kind of topics. And I take it super seriously. You know, um, I take a very journalistic approach and, and, uh, um, I like to get in there. I like to get the full story. Um, no one's ever made a video on, on something like the 700 club. And, you know, I just got the idea, like, why don't I just reach out to them? You know? It's the mm -hmm. same thing with this with this cult. It's like, why don't I just reach out to them? Why don't I just talk to them? So, mm -hmm. you know, that's the kind of stuff I want to get into. And, uh, you know, I I mean, if I don't do it that way, then it's kind of boring. So I, if I do it this way, it's going to be better for me, better for everyone. And um, there's still more to the story. There's still more that I have to that I have to dig into. It's not easy because a lot of these people don't want to necessarily talk. Sometimes people find out that I'm cryptid candy and they'll sort of like open up more or they'll be like, Oh dude, I saw your video. It's kind of funny. I'm kind of like a kind of known in that, you know, people post my videos on those subreddits. So, mm -hmm. so they'll sort of find out it's me and be like, Oh dude, like if you need help, then I know this. Like I get people finding me and just telling me like, Oh, I want to, I want to help you with this. Or I know this about this. And, um, um, me and the 700 club are going to make a video where I'm breaking down their entire stuff. 
Nice. And yeah, and there's a lot of people that that are coming forward and saying, "Hey, don't mention me, but I know this." Like a lot. Of, so there's a guy there that his name is Spider or Spida. I don't even know how to whatever. But people feared this dude. People. So even the 700 Club when I made this with this when I made this iceberg, they didn't even they purposely didn't mention this dude because they were afraid of him. And and turns out so maybe I would say a couple weeks ago I got a um, a message from from the Discord and they said hey Spider died we could talk about him now, and I just oh, and shoot. I yeah I didn't even know about Spider at that point but they they said uh you know the girl was telling me uh hey you know I just didn't mention him to you because we just genuinely he's a genuine psycho apparently this guy is like violent towards his own mom and like just just insane things. And so they purposely didn't mention this guy because they were just so afraid of this guy. So there's a lot more to dive into that I haven't touched on yet. How I'm going to do it on YouTube, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, and I got to go on Rumble, but, you know. Um, yeah. So there, there's a lot more to, to not only that, but there's a lot more to the, you know, the Hatman cult stuff. Apparently, this guy's writing a new Bible. I got to get on that. Um, I got to yeah. get up. That sounds like I got to go study it or something, you know, but uh, no, I, I got to look into it. I got to look into it. And, you know, I've kind of, uh, I'm trying to make a video on that guy. Um, I'm trying to contact the members. I'm trying to do everything I can to make the best stuff, you know? So, um, so yeah, that's what I'm about. I'm just trying to go into these worlds, which by the way, by the way, I didn't start off to be this channel. I genuinely thought I was going to cover like Bigfoot, Mothman, Ghost, and be like, okay, I'm a big channel. Nobody watches those videos, you know, because they've been overdone. And I'm, I'm yeah. trying to, I'm trying to talk about things that people have not uncovered. And as soon as I saw that this has not been a touch subject, um, I'm gonna be the the first and the best and the most thorough. And you know, I do whatever it takes. You know, yeah. even even for this video, I didn't sleep until almost 10 a.m. today, like to make this video. Like I, you know, I, I'm, I'm I will make sure it's a great video. So, cryptocandy.net. Like I mean, not dot net. Um, that's my merch cryptid candy youtube um i gotta get on other stuff but for now that's where i'm at so just check it out awesome man well yeah and i gotta say this is what i love about you and paul stobbs is you guys both started off with a general conspiracy channel you found something that nobody was talking about you you did the research you dug deep on this one thing and now we get to channels like us get to bring you on and get the full scoop so appreciate your work man um definitely the more you dig into it feel free to reach back out to us we'd love to have you back on at some point especially talk about you know whatever new things you're finding the the new bible thing maybe you can talk about uh you know saint samedi chapter one verse three or something like that we'll get into it um we're gonna we're gonna head over to the uh rumble section here in a minute we have a five-star review i want to read so if you guys want to support the show in a way that doesn't cost you anything that's actually really helpful it just boosts us in the ratings makes it so people find us easier give us a five-star review we've got this one here from uh the great southern trend kill i think it was i think i don't know if they're trying to put treadmill but trend kill uh and it says love it great podcast i highly highly recommend it great stuff so thank you for the five star review thank you cryptid candy guys go follow him his links are in the description uh and check out his videos again super creepy stuff so i know we're just past halloween but if you haven't had your fill of super duper creepy uh stuff go check out cryptid candy we will see you guys in just a minute over on the rumble section 